Welcome to Career Tools. Today's topic, email and the high D. Here we go. People who've been listening to us for a while know about our Effective Communications Conference and how great it is. It's just a wonderful, wonderful experience. It's a fun day. It's terribly interactive. And we cover email at the end, the high, the four disk profiles and right. how they think of and treat email. And we cover that to- toward the end of the day. And when you, th- you think people have been sitting all day and interacting all day, they'd be tired. And we just have a lot of fun with email. Yeah, I think partly is because people don't think of email as communication. And the majority of the day, seven hours or so, is practicing inter- interpersonal verbal communications. And, then, and they're on their feet for several hours in role plays that are hard work, hard work. People are tired by the end of the day. But they're stunned at how, how much they realize it is communication and how easy it is to make some quick distinctions to make yourself more effective. And they love it. They yeah, absolutely it's, love it. It's, yeah. it's one of the easiest ways to introduce yourself to tailoring your communications to others. Yeah, it is. Profiles, it really is. Right? I didn't and, think about and it. And you have right. so much, and it's one of those things you have so much information. You could go to your office, you could sit down, and you could pour through yeah. 50, 60, 100 emails from somebody you interact with all the time, and it will be so obvious yeah. what their disk profile is. And, and we're going to give you some suggestions on one, how to figure that out, and then what you can do. Yeah. To, to be more effective in your communications with that person via yep. email. Yep, exactly. So, three parts. What high Ds are thinking about when they think about email. Secondly, how to tailor your responses. And then last, we'll give them some examples. So, the high D one is hilarious to me because what high Ds think about when they think about email? Well, they're not thinking about much because they don't, generally don't want to communicate at all. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, high Ds are, if you don't know DISC, the, the, the forceful, take no prisoners. If you need a man for a secret and dangerous mission, you want a high D. Uh, they don't want to spend their time talking about things. They just want to get it done. They want to get it done now. They don't care if things are a little bit messy. Uh, their perfect communication, in their, their, their idea of perfect communication would just be beaming their plan into your head and you obeying, right? Obeying. Uh, just do what I tell you to do. Don't, you don't have to think. I don't want you to think. Just do what I tell you to do. That's what high Ds would say. Okay. That's uh, maybe a little bit of an exaggeration. Not much, but a little well, bit of exaggeration. We're having fun. We do caricature it a little bit in order, to, in order to help people understand how people are different. Uh, and, and uh, yeah, I think sometimes when we caricature it, there are high, caricature it, there are, uh, high Ds who go, well, that's not me. Until three or four of their buddies go, yeah, that's yeah, it's kind of you. It's yeah. Kinda, yeah, kinda. yeah. High Ds do like email because then they don't have to talk to you. Um, <laughs> and the the thing about it is, is that communication is they High Ds think of communication as inefficient. They wish everyone just thought like them and do what they did and take action. And we don't even have to talk about it. Let's just do. But they like email because email is short. It's effective and it's efficient. They think, you know, D's and C's love the fact that email can be so efficient. You know, and short and effective and efficient are words that high D's love, right? Emails can be written when they're ready. You don't have to wait for other people. They don't have to form a meeting, right? I can immediately say, I want my team to know something. Boom, now they know it, right? right. I've sent an email. Yeah, and, you, and, um, and when you write, write the email, you, you write it and you're done and you move on to the next thing, right? Just, yeah, just, I, yeah. the team now knows what I want them to know. I don't have to get them together. I don't have to sell the idea. I don't have to be persuasive. I just tell them. There right. it is, right there. there. Just do it. And you got an email from me, so therefore you know what I want you to do. Why are you here? Yeah. 
Exactly. So specifically, how do you look at an email and spot the high D? Okay. So some simple things to look for. First of all, high Ds usually, most of the time, don't include a salutation. In other words, they don't send a note. I'm a high D. I don't send a note to you saying, dear Mike. I don't even send, I don't even include your name. I don't, I mean, I don't even put Mike, right? I know the email is going to get to you. And I say, I folks, because I'm a high D and Mike is also a high D, although I'm also a high I and he's a high C as well. But look, you know, when a high D sends email, he or she doesn't include your name because they know the system is going to get the mail to you and they don't want to, you, you to think we're trying to be nice. They're, getting, they're going to jump right to the bottom line right up front. The system's going to get the mail to you. They know you know your name. They don't need to identify you in the email. So they just start the first word in the email is right in the top left of the open email. It says, I want you to do X, right? Or, or do or X. Where are we on X? Or do X, right? Yeah. There's no dear Mike. I'd hope you consider uh, here are the rationales why I'm thinking about the things I'm thinking. It's just like, do X and report back to me when it's done, right? They already wrote your name in the to box, right, to, to get the, the email addressed. Writing again in the body of the email is a waste of effort to a high D. By the same token, they don't include a signature block, generally speaking, okay? You know the emails from them, especially if you correspond on a regular basis. You'll know their phone number. You know other ways to reach them. They're not going to have a big formal signature block, although certainly there are some firms that append weird disclaimers at the bottom right. of emails. Legal disclaimers, that yeah, kind of stuff. Exactly, yeah. Um, you don't need to have all your contact information. If you're a high D, you don't list all your contact information on every single email. Um, and look, if a high D wanted to talk to you on the phone, they'd have called. They're not going to say, oh, please call me back after I've sent you an email. Frankly, they're open. You'll reply with email and say, done. Right. right? Long or short? High Ds? Uh, long emails? Short, 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 short. short. Very brief, brief, brief. Yeah, yeah. A high D email will be short because there'll be nothing extraneous in it. For some of you, particularly high Cs, <laughs> yeah, you'll like way, this. Yeah, <laughs> not it's, not, it's not a good thing. To you, the email's not short. It's incomplete, Right. High Ds don't think that way. They don't think of the email being incomplete. They're just giving you the information you need, nothing more, nothing less. They're not going to give you the backstory. They're not going to make a case. The case, particularly if they're, you know, a coworker, a peer, not a direct, they're going to be like, why do I have to make a case? It's obvious, right? I don't, I'm not going to try to persuade you or, or give you the rationale. They're giving you what you need. I'm saying. On, right. I'm saying. Well, what else do you the need? High D says, the High D says the same thing everybody else does. When they're communicating, what would I want this person to communicate to me? And the ID goes, I just want a couple of key things, and that's all I need. That's all right? I need right? Well, of course, but if it's not going to a ID, then it's not going to be to a high C. It's going to be not enough information. If you had some intelligence, the high D is probably thinking, you'd infer the rest or you'd make this decision anyway. So I don't need to spend a whole lot of time convincing you of the value of my decision. To some folks who are not high Ds, can't that come across as brusque or unfeeling or uncaring or some other negative characterization? Wow. The high S, for example. Like, are you saying, well, I don't know about you. I mean, you're a high D and so am I, but I, I, I never in my life have come across as brusque or unfeeling or uncaring. Are you, <laughs> never. Are you saying never. I, I can't even, I can't even the, fathom the <laughs> concept of that? It's beyond <laughs> my, my knowledge level. I, not within the last five minutes. <laughs> yeah. I'll, Garrett, I'll agree with that. I'm good right now. Yeah, sure. That's a big problem with, with high D emails. I mean, we actually, at the conference, we actually have an example, a real-world example of a high D email, and we asked the audience, was this person angry when they wrote the email? 
And sometimes four or five people raise their hand and say, oh, definitely he was angry. But not the high Ds. And the high Ds are like, no, you're not angry. That's just matter of fact. It's no, no, he's not angry. And I know if he'd been angry, he'd have said, I'm pissed about this. Come see me. Bam. Right? No, not angry. Just being direct. Being, I mean, we don't need a whole lot of social nicety. Let's be brief. Let's be efficient. And look, you could argue that you want people to be socially nice. There's also an argument that brevity is a, a respectful thing to do with you. If I send an email to you and you're a high C, I'm trying to be brief because you're busy. That's right. right? And, and the high S gets and says, ooh, that's really brusque and that's really abrupt. Yeah, okay. And you would say, I'd like to send a little bit more warmth, a little bit more personality. It's not wrong. It's just you're asking everyone else to understand that you communicate that way. And so you should communicate. They should listen to you in that voice. Same thing with the Ds. The Ds are short and direct and no nonsense. And they would say, I'm just being efficient. Right. I'm not being disrespectful at all. Yeah. It's not that they're uncaring, right? It's just that right. they value brevity and efficiency we, over social niceties, right? right? We That's, do this over and over again at the conference, dude. We tell people over and over again that when people are different, different behave differently than you, that's when we label them. Right. Right? And, and, and that's one of the things about the conference. The con- our, our effective communication conference is about respect for behavioral diversity. We love people to come to the conferences, but we, we don't spend a lot of time marketing them. But I got to tell you something. If you're not comfortable with behavioral diversity, don't come to the conference. Yeah. Because that's exactly what it says. It says some people behave differently than you. And if you're not willing to understand it and change your behavior in order to be more effective with them, no sense listening to us. Because we believe if you want to be more effective in a diverse marketplace, in a diverse workforce, in a diverse organization, behaviorally diverse and, and every other way diverse, you've got to be willing to change your behavior to be more effective. If you've ever clicked with somebody, it's probably because they were like you. And if you've ever not clicked with somebody, it's because they have different behaviors than you. And if you wonder why you're not clicking with a lot of people, it's probably because you're not willing to change your behavior. And the question becomes, are you so tied to your behavioral standard, your your rut, your habitual set of behaviors, that you're willing to say, I'm going to engage in my habits even if it's ineffective? What you're doing is putting your personal preference for your habits over what could be more organizational effectiveness by you being willing to change 20 or 30%. Exactly. Yeah. So some other stuff you asked. I'm sorry I got off track there a little bit, but I think that's important to cover that, particularly with high Ds, because because people judge high Ds. Of all the groups, high Ds get judged the most harshly. When Mm -hmm. people get on or on the receiving end of the high D thing, people are like, oh, jerk. Yeah, exactly. Or or worse. Yeah. Yeah. And in fact, I've said this recently. I'll probably get it not exactly the same, but if I had to use four caricatures for the four profiles... A high D gets characterized as a jerk. A high I gets characterized as a liar. A high S gets characterized as a milk toast, and a high C gets characterized as a uh, a stick in the mud or mm. um, obsessive compulsive OCD. Right? Yeah. All right. What else about high Ds? They won't send long emails, so there's not going to be any scroll bar. Okay. If there's a scroll bar in a high D's email, it means they're probably thinking there's this is too long for an email. I should I should call them or we should I should talk about this in the meeting. It'll probably have three paragraphs or less, and each paragraph will have three sentences or less, right? You're not going to get big, long, windy paragraphs from a high D, right? They're going to make their key points, and they're going to assume that you're going to make some assumptions about what's between the lines there. They're not going to have any emoticons. And no, really? No way, emoticons? I recently mentioned I love emoticons. emoticons at a conference, and somebody said, what is an emoticon? I was like, wow, emoticons is the official, formal, professional word 
for smiley faces, folks. So when you think colon dash close parent, that you think of that being a smiley, that is an emoticon. I think actually that's the first emoticon ever, right? Yeah, but a high D would ne- one. They never send an emoticon, so they no, never do that. Yeah. But if they did, it'd be colon right paren, and you just eliminate the dash because yeah, that's because right. Because it's Sad one face. more keystroke. Yeah, yeah, one more keystroke. Yeah. Yeah, so no need for emoticons. Don't do it. You, If you send an email to a high D with emoticons, I promise you they discount it. Yeah, oh, They think amateurish, childish, not professional, totally unprofessional, yeah. Look, high Ds automatically put their most important thought in the first sentence of a paragraph. Following these guidelines, which high Ds don't even think about, they just do, will totally totally make your communications with them much more efficient. It'll actually make you more efficient. You don't need to prepare a big, long note for a high D. They're not going to read it. You're wasting your time because it's not going to get across. Just bam, 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 bam. So you wouldn't put it in the body of the the email. So if you have a lot of detail, you put it in an attachment, right? You put it in the attachment. I just want to shoot myself in the face when you say attachments. No, high Ds hate attachments. The whole opening another program thing, I'm busy. I have things to do here. Trying to find the bit you're talking about on page five, you know, page five of some spreadsheet, totally waste time. Too much effort. High Ds just copy and paste the most important part of a spreadsheet or a deck or a Word document into the body of the email. Here's what I want you to read. Totally quick, totally efficient, okay? Heidi's also bottom line up front, bluff. We've said this a thousand times in cast before, right? Part of the reason that Heidi's are seen as brusque is they get straight to the point. They don't beat around the bush. They don't try to lead you to an idea. They don't try to tell you a story so you're okay with the conclusion when you get to the conclusion. They give the conclusion right up front. And they say, and here's why that's true. Did you or did you not post the figures? Could be an entire email from a Heidi. That's right. Right. And a person is not necessarily pissed off again. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Did you, uh, there are people who are listening to us right now who, if they got an email from their, from a peer or from a boss that says, did you, or did you not post the figures? They would be, oh my, oh my I'm yeah. in trouble. Right. No, just, I just want to know. I'm just not, a question. I'm not being rude. I'm not being forceful. I'm just, it's, it's a simple yes or no question. Did you, or didn't you? It'd be right back. Did or didn't. I think I've said before, a high D friend of mine that I went to lunch with, my, one of my favorite email exchanges of all time. Lunch, question mark, email back, sure, when and where. N- next email, Thursday, noon, mamacitas, right? Yeah. It, was like, it was like 12 words, and we accomplished what two high eyes would take 20 minutes to accomplish. Hey, right. how's it going, dude? Doing right. good? Everything good? Yeah, totally awesome. Thanks, yeah, good. You know, I know I think, I think people think about, like, did you or did you not post the figures comes across as brusque or direct to some folks. And to the high D, what I think is going on there is they're just trying to be precise about the question yeah. they're asking, right? right? They don't want to put it, they want to put it in a direct, concise way such that they get the answer they're looking for. They don't want to invite a conversation well, about it. Well, something I said to somebody recently at a conference. I said, they said, yeah, that really feels harsh to me, that hey, did you do it or not? And I said, okay, let me suggest that email is more the culprit than the high D. And the example I use is I'm walking down the, a, a, a row of cubes and I realize two cubes in front of me is Robert, who works for me, one of my best guys. And Robert leans back from his cube and I'm getting close to him. And as I'm walking by, I said, hey, did you post the figures? Now you can see me because we're recording this together. I raise my eyebrows, I pointed at him, I got a smile on my face. Hey, did you post those figures? 
Right. It's a simple yes or no. That, and nothing to mean about you. Folks, no. you can't see his facial expression. Uh, no. He's smiling. He's got his eyebrows raised. Just it's, just, it's just right? a question. Yeah. yeah. And Robert says, yeah, I did. Good. Efficient communication. No negativity in Robert's None. mind at all. Whereas if I send him an email that says, did you post the figures? And it's just that. People read something right. into that that's negative. Can't right? see the face expression. Yeah. And because and because Heidi's are not likely to use emoticons, right. they exactly. lose the opportunity, right, to, to convey that yeah. it just and relaxes. I gotta say the whole did you post the figures with a smiley face after it? I, yeah, well, I a smiley face? Really? At that and I'm a high eye, I'm okay with emoticons every once in a while, but <laughs> did you post the figure smiley face? Like I really believe you did, and so I'm hoping you say you did. Like, I don't know. I don't know. A little heart. Yeah, yeah a little heart. <laughs> Love you, man. I, I heart you. Yeah. But there are some caveats to this. We've got to be honest. Okay. One of the problems in the modern world today, this record, cast has been recorded in 2012, is emails from iPhones or Blackberries or other smartphones or, or mobile devices. You've got to discount those. If right. you're doing some analysis on your boss to try to figure out which profile your boss is, you've got to be careful. Don't assume. What we've discovered is everybody tends to feel much more like a D. Everybody skews toward the high D quadrant when it comes to uh, mobile devices just because thumb typing and speed and yeah. you're doing it while you're walking and so on. So be careful about that. Emails from mobile devices tend to be shorter, might mislead you into thinking someone is a high D when they're not. So use a broader range from your analysis. Look for the ones that don't say, sent from my mobile phone, sent from my BlackBerry, sent from my iPhone. Right. Don't you also right. find that bosses tend to be more direct? Yeah. Bosses yeah. tend to be more direct. And, they, the and, thing, they, yeah. and they start to appear as high Ds when they may not necessarily be yeah. high D. How bosses tend to communicate more briefly and more directively, if you will, because of the role and not necessarily because of their style. You have communicated in your own style up to now, and that has worked to some extent. Taking a few extra days or weeks to be sure that your boss is, in fact, DI or C is going to help you be more effective. So be cautious there. Don't just read your emails from your boss and go, oh, look, he's a D. I, I would absolutely look for interpersonal communications. I'd, look, I'd watch in meetings and so on. If I, all I did was look at emails, you'll see a lot more bosses that would be characterized as IDs when, in fact, they may not be. Right. Okay, so now that you know how high Ds think of email and how right. they behave in email, I want to get more effective with them. So how do I tailor my emails to get better results when communicating with a high D via yeah, email? I think what you do is act more like they do. You move in their direction, whatever your style happens to be. Yeah, uh, well, now, now, look, if you're a high S, folks, you don't have to suddenly become deeply brusque and rude and suddenly become send out short staccato emails that hit people in the face and say, I don't care right. about you. We're not asking you to do that, okay? You're not mimicking them. You're not going to become George Patton over, or Charles de Gaulle overnight. What we're asking you to do is move in their direction a little bit, and if you're naturally an S or a C, which tends to mean longer emails from you, then you, well, assuming, assuming you're prepared if you're IC, then, then you've got to shorten up your emails, right? In other words, you don't have to become a high D, you, ha- you just have to have to less of a high S, less of a high S, which is to say become shorter in some of your emails. And, and the idea there is you're 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 showing respect by communicating with them in a way that they want to be communicated with. When the American goes to France and he's in Paris and he says to the Frenchman in English, "Which way to the Eiffel Tower?" and the Frenchman says back, "Blah blah 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 blah," right? Which is what the American hears who doesn't know French, and he probably should have learned at least thirty or forty phrases so he can get by right? Uh, in the basic conversational tourist conversation kind of thing. And, and then the American, upon hearing some blah, 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 
says, I'm sorry, which way to the Eiffel Tower? He talks louder and slower and, and just, it's just dumb. <laughs> it's ugly. And you're being disrespectful of a Frenchman in France. And that's part of where the ugly American story came from. So don't send high D's long rambling emails which are going to irritate them. And, and folks, they're not going to read it. And then you're going to get irritated that they didn't read it because I sent him an email, so therefore he should reply. And they look at this email and they go, my God, look how long, ah, I don't have time right. for this. No, look, and if you're a high S, for example, high Ds don't start their emails generally with person's name, right? There's no dear citation, Mark, right, right? Yeah. right? But if you're a high S and you say, dear Mark, the high D is not going to get pissed off. Frankly, they're not even going to see it, right? right. They're just yeah, going to right. go, oh, go right past I'm it, right? Skipping. Yeah, I'm yeah. skipping. Yeah, yeah. You could misspell my name. In and you wouldn't, you wouldn't would even notice. Say I'm going right to the, what, what obligations have this, has this email created for right. me? And you've seen enough of them, you just skip it and you get on. Now, yeah. the next paragraph, the next sentence, better get to the point. Yeah. By the way, let me just say something. A lot of people write me emails, and I really appreciate it when people write in the subject line, no need to reply or no response. Yes. I love that. And I admit, I'm a high D, and I get a lot of emails from, from customers and from clients and from uh, individual licensees. And I just, those of you who write me a note, so there's no need to reply. I love reading those because I know I'm not. I don't have to search for an obligation therein. Yep, I, yep. I really like it. So, so right. Uh, and but you know the context we're looking for here. The, the best way to describe it is what Wendy says. Do you shout when you go into church? And the answer is no. Well, when you talk to high D's, you don't send them long rambling emails that they're going to say. Bah, I don't want to read that. Right. So high D's are not going to think you're rude if you start the email without their name. Right. Just like you said. Get straight to the point. What do you need me to do? If I'm a high D, I want to know what do you, what do you want, right? Focused on tasks. That's what we want. We're focused on tasks and making things happen and overcoming objections. We're looking for the problem. We're looking for the issue. We're looking for the thing we need to do to figure out what our obligations are, what our tasks, how our task list is going to change as we read this email. Obviously, we want you to be brief, <laughs> right? That's how you tailor your responses. Follow the, the high D's unspoken rule. Try to get to three, less, three paragraphs or less and three sentences or less per paragraph. And you may not be able to get there. Maybe you have four paragraphs. Maybe you have four sentences in one paragraph. But shorter is generally better. Don't tell the story first and then give us the conclusion. I swear. I mean, I've said this a thousand times. I know. The 12-paragraph email I got, and in the 11th paragraph, in the fourth sentence of five, there's a question mark in there, and there's only one question in the whole email. And people send me notes and say, I, I hope you won't mind if I tell you a story. Folks, I'm just telling you, I mind. I mind. It's rude of you to insist on communicating with me in a way that makes sense to you and not me when you're asking me to help you. It's like me donating, deciding I'm going to donate $500 to my church or my synagogue or a charity and then giving it to them in pennies, saying, because it's convenient for me to give it to you in pennies. It's rude. It's just rude. Amazing. Go to the bank, cash the pennies in for real money, write a check, something. Yeah. Yeah. If you have to follow up with the story after you say your conclusion, okay. But it's entirely possible I'm not going to read it or another high D won't read it, right? Yeah. Folks, if you have questions, you got to put them at the beginning of the email when you write to a high D, right? That shows respect for their time, right? If you have an attachment, copy the most important part into the body of the mail. Or if that's not possible, point them to the part of the spreadsheet or the document you want them to look at. Make a copy of the document you're working on and highlight paragraph three on chapter, on page, tell them paragraph three on page two is highlighted. That's the one I want you to read. And if you say there's an eight-page letter I want you to read, you better outrank me significantly. 
Because I'm just like, no, I'm mm. not doing that. Let's conclude this by sharing an example of a high-D email. What would a high-D email look like? And then I'm going to ask you then, okay, then talk yeah. about how would you respond to that email? But let's say that it's a, a peer, okay? okay? Let's do this email from a peer. Here's the email. Do you have the revised Q2 figures? Question mark. That's it. Yeah, actually. And for individual licensees, when they read this in the show notes, we actually have put lines before and after it so people wouldn't think <laughs> yeah, that there was more to the email. A, yeah. They well, should keep folks, nothing's missing. That's yeah, it. That's it. It's yeah. one line. Yeah. One I, you would, I mean, and, and to tell you the truth, if I got this note, I'm like, golden. Cool. Yeah, cool. Did you love that? It's like, woohoo. Don't you love getting emails? You open it up and it's a one or two liner and you just go like, oh my uh, God. Because you're expecting, yeah. you know, paragraphs and paragraphs. Yeah. And it's... And you open up, you go like, oh. Yeah. Although there's a caveat to that. The guy sends a note says, Mark, I'll be brief. I'd love for you to read what's below. And there's a scroll bar on the right because there's all this stuff. <laughs> Guys, that doesn't count. If you no. want me to read something that somebody else wrote, you don't get credit for writing right. one yeah. sentence. Okay. Yeah, right? good point. Yeah. Good point. But I open up an email. And it's short. I'm like, awesome. Yeah, awesome. I see a lot of white space in my email. Oh, I like it. I totally like right. it. And again, yeah. this person, this one-liner. They're not mad. It's short. Sure. They're not mad. The person's not angry. They just Again, have a question. By, I'm walking by your cube and go, hey, do you have the revised Q2 figures? I'm like, you got my eyebrows up. I got my right. hand pointing in your direction. Just real quick. Hey, real quick, Mike. You got the revised Q2 figures? Got them. Yeah. How about just right. in five minutes? So to your point, how do you reply? How do you reply? Here's what you send back. Yes, attached. The critical number is in cell A4 on the product X tab, 45K. I'm waiting for marketing to send their numbers. And then I'm sending this up to the 60th floor. Boom. Bam. Bam. It's like, Bam. that's like awesomeness. Yeah. It's awesome murder, awesomest of all time. It's, yeah. Yeah. Now, look, we understand, folks. Best email ever. I know. If, ever. If we're an I, that's how yeah, that's a, yeah, exactly. We understand that some of you might think this is short and rude. It is not. You are judging someone else who engages in different behaviors than you. Brevity and efficiency are good things. Warmth. And friendliness are good things, too. And, and for all things, there is a season, right? The high Ds read this email exchange and are sighing with relief. No touchy-feely stuff. Just the facts, ma'am. That's what we wanted all along as a high D. Yeah. Don't assume. I promise those short one-liners. Are we there yet or not? And people are like, oh, what do you think the boss means? He's a high D. What he means is, are we there, there or not? not? Yes? Right back, yes no? or no. Yeah. Right. Well. So, folks, high Ds like to be short. They like to be brief. They're not going to be warm. They're not going to be fuzzy. They're not going to mention your name. They're not going to sign it. They're just going to ask the questions, make their points, get off it. And and when in France, do as the French. When in Rome, do as the Romans do. Tailor your communications. Move in their directions. If you're a, if you're a high I, a high S, and you love chatty, 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 try to shorten them up a little bit, right? Be a little bit more direct. Don't tell us a story. Before you get to the conclusion, give us the conclusion you want us to reach, and then if we need to read the story, we will. Look, email is something we do every day. Communication is the single most frequent behavior that managers engage in. Email is the has become the go-to communication device. It's not always best. It's not always most effective, but we know you guys use it a lot, and you need to know how to be more effective by email. Working on making your emails to other people more effective is a totally good investment of your time. 
the changes you make will be repaid in spades over and over again. I got to tell you folks, the number of times I get an email from someone, it's, it's an email that I'm uncertain about. And I ask Maggie, what's this person's disc profile? And based on their disc profile, I respond in that disc profile. I do it all the time. People are amazed. Yeah. And, and if I know the person, I respond based on, based on their profile. Not just because I want to show them respect, but because I want to reduce the chances that they will misunderstand me. I want to increase the chances that they will understand me. And that means I'm going to tailor my communications into a language. And language is more than just English or French or Russian or South African, but also the words I use when I'm speaking English to another English speaker in email. Just more effective. Yep. Yep. Thanks, my friend. You bet, partner. Thanks, everyone. That's it. We'll see you next week. In the meantime, just take a few moments and think about this before you respond to the high D on email and just see how much better your email and the response you get from folks is going to be. Great experiment. Check it out. So long, folks. 